The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The NBA season reporting is imminent. Training camps are about a month away in the NFL. Yes, we're still talking sports on the Functional Sports of Hawk. You're listening as usual to Sean and Sam. Sam, how you doing, my friend? What is up, brother? Uh, not much, man. Before we get rolling, uh, as I do, as I do, let me talk about the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide. It's available on Amazon.com. I also have a, uh, an electronic, like a PDF uh, e-copy version available as well. Click the link below for more information. Look, if you're looking for better sleepers, uh, we got them. If you're looking for better draft strategy, we got them. It's a draft guide that is, uh, you know, it helps experts win their big money leagues. I help people win thousands every year with that book by itself. And, uh, and it's good enough for beginners to win their leagues too. I get so many. I love that more than anything, Sam, is when somebody is like, hey, I'm playing in my first or second year. Um, like there was my first year of publishing, I had... Um, a lady join her husband's league because they needed somebody and it was a two court it was like a complicated scoring league and she used my guide for the whole thing and she ended up making the championship game finishing second in the league drove everybody nuts that's my favorite thing like I like when people win thousands of bucks don't get me wrong but when somebody new comes in uses my book and doesn't know what they're doing they use the book and then they like they win or they they uh, they make the championship game. I love that, Sam. Oh, nice. I love that. Ah, nice. uh, man. So, um, yeah, we are still talking sports. I think this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode though, because there's not a lot um going on uh, with respect to kind of what we talked about last week. But I want to start with the NBA because uh, it, like so we we go on a guys trip every year. Um, well, I didn't last year for reasons that we took care of on the show a while ago, but I missed, I missed the trip, um, because I, I booked my flight for the wrong month. <laughs> so, and I found out the day before, um, but <laughs> just, that was one of the dumbest things I've ever done in my life. But, um, no, we, we go on this guy's, so we communicate and obviously with uh, coronavirus, everything we have going on, likely probably not going to happen this year. We were going to do our 20th um, high school reunion this year. It's unlikely that me um, and the, um, Gooch, who lives in Maryland, um, will be flying down to Florida this year. Even less likely now, given the events. But um, we were talking last night. Uh, we got on, like, you know, Skype call or whatever we were on, Google Hangouts, whatever <laughs> whatever the platform was this last time. And we were just, you know, chatting like we do, um, just as buds, just so we can see each other and, and do that. We do that, what, about once a month, Sam? give or take yeah i mean it was probably once every two weeks and so now yeah it's like about once a month once i think once i think once a so. month is yeah. about is about right i think once a yeah. month is about right but um, yeah it's a good time yeah um so we were just talking and and you know we don't have anything to talk about but it just kind of goes so they're asking me uh you know the buddies are asking me uh, you know kind of what's going on and everything and, and the, the conversation naturally kind of shifted to what in the heck's going on in florida because uh like i said gooch lives in uh, maryland i live in illinois now I so say, what's going on in Florida? Because we were talking about the reunion and, and all this stuff. And, I, you know, the high school reunion, I'm guessing something will happen, um, but only for the people in Florida. Like, I don't think people are going to fly in for it. Um, I'm certainly have a hard time imagining I'm going to be flying in uh, around, what, October or whatever it is. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that's going to happen for me. But, um, you know, w- what we ended up started talking about was, um, or touched on, was the NBA season. Um, so we have this plan, everybody's excited and now cases are starting to really advance in Florida when things had been kind of under control for the last couple months. Right, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, because we were locked down. 
<laughs> oh, were you? Oh, were you? I didn't even realize you all were locked down down there. No, I mean, yeah, we had like they had like curfews and everything was shut mm-hmm. down pretty much, besides essential right. things. You know, all restaurants, everything like that. It was okay. all takeout and everything. Well, now everything's open back. Um, you know, to at least fifty percent um, capacity. Oh and, wow! Yeah, yeah and even, even you know even yeah, and um, like Universal's open. Um, I don't think it's busy at all, but I know they're open. Mm-hmm. Um, so things are just opening. Disney Springs is open. The Disney parks aren't open yet, but um, that's July, like right? Yeah. So well, we'll see. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, things are spiking up pretty good here. Um, so as I knew it would, and you know, our average age is probably thirty. 30 something and those are the people going out and probably not taking any precautions and the just average kind of age of, like, of people being infected is that is like 38 wow. yeah yeah wow yeah and around here yeah so yeah. um but that's because all the bars are open everything's open back down and you know um we got a lot of younger people that live here you know ucf's a right. big commuter school mm. um but that means a lot of people live here um so all bars, everything are open back up. So numbers are going to spike, you know, naturally. UCF, my, uh, my, I don't know if you have the, my camera on, Sam, but my, uh, I'm holding up I my do. football helmet I here. do. I love that. That's a good helmet. I love that helmet, man. Like, uh, I, I wanted to get their white helmet and then I saw, cause I bought this from Fanatics and there's a little free publicity for Fanatics, uh, today. But, um, I bought this guy. It was on like super sale at the end of the year. It was after Christmas. I got it for mm-hmm. like 80 bucks or something like that. And I wanted a helmet for, you know, for the YouTube set. And I was going to buy the white one, which is their, you know, their standard helmet. And I saw that, uh, oh man, I saw that. Well, I, I wanted a matte, you know, the, that matte finish that isn't um, yeah, matte shiny. Black. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. But I couldn't find one of those available. But that one looked pretty cool. It's one of their alternates. I don't know. They wear it a lot, though. Yeah. I like that helmet. No, but UCF, um, I know how it is, man. I went there. When I went there, it was, I think, the sixth biggest school in the country in terms of how many people went You know, went there. Right. I believe it, it's up to second. Like Arizona State, yeah. I believe, is still the top one. But, you know, I don't really keep very close tabs on that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, w- w- kind of what I wanted to talk about with respect to that and with the, the kind of the – I wouldn't say it's exploding yet, but I think that given the political climate in Florida and everything – um, the governor has basically said, we're not going to shut down anything. Um, we're not going to walk backwards. We're just going to deal with it. I think it's likely that over the next month that cases will continue to increase and increase and increase. And I was saying last night that um, like at the height of when Cook County and Chicago were, were getting it and you know the, the cases were starting to really increase and the double rate, like how long does it take to double, was mm-hmm. down to like a week. Um at the height of that, that's basically where Florida is now. Um, now, Florida doesn't have a city like, I guess, well, I shouldn't say that because Miami is. Uh, Miami is a big city, but Chicago is huge, and the the cities in Florida are more sprawling. You don't get, like, a huge metro area because, you know, basically they can't build the, the high-rises as high as, you know, some of these other countries up north can where you can get into the big right. rock, not to turn this right. into, like, a you know, an architectural... <laughs> In the in what is it geology like the the you know it, it it's swamp land down there so you can't build yeah, high yeah. buildings so the 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 cities are sprawling like Houston is a sprawling city Jacksonville is a sprawling city these cities in the south but um so I was watching and I was catching up on Real Sports um, on HBO uh, which I love that show and I was watching an episode for maybe April maybe May um, but it was the, uh, the all the 
all the like the MLBPA, the Players Association, the NFL, and the NBA, and they're talking to all these folks, and they're like, "Are we going to Brian Gumbel's? Are, are we going to get a season?" And you know, this was of course I was it was filmed before, but I watched after the announcement that the NBA would be back, and they have these things. But we're starting to see now, Sam. That, um, you know, of course, players are getting tested more because we're getting ready and players are going to have to start quarantining because I think they report was it July like 8th, 9th, somewhere around there. Yeah. They start to report. Yep. Yeah. So they that, got, that's when they're going to start getting to Florida or something, 8th, 9th, 10th or something. I think you read that last night. Yeah. So, I mean, that's when they get there. I think the season starts in late July, but they have to start, the players have to start quarantining like now to be healthy. And players mm-hmm. were starting to read reports that, like, you know, oh, players from this team and players from that team have. Um, been tested positive. Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys has been tested positive for coronavirus. Doing just fine, apparently, but has tested positive. And so I'm starting to see, like, you know, some NBA players don't want to participate. They're uneasy. And I have to think, like, look, if I, like, if I played for the Chicago Bulls, I'm in the NBA, and I see the cases, because I know how Illinois has handled the the coronavirus right they they took it seriously and now we're at like 400 cases a day and going down we're going in the right direction if i'm in chicago and i'm a chicago bull and i live here and i'm thinking uh do i really want to go into the hotbed of where the cases are in the united states right now in orlando and you know be locked down for two months do i even want to participate in this and i gotta say man i don't know that i would do it i really don't if i was an nba player um just based on Look, over but they're the next... not going to be, but yeah, but they're not going to be out and about. Like, well, I, but so that's but that's a negative get... too. So like, so you have uh, to me that's two negatives. One is I'm locked in for two for 53 days. Like it, it's going to take 53 days to get the NBA down to eight teams. Uh, is the report I saw? So this you know playing tournament the the rest of the season, that's two months. I'm going to be locked in, in theory, away from my family because I wouldn't bring my family in, into the hotbed. No way. Um. So I'm going to be there for for two months, locked in. That's one thing. And then the other thing is, then I'm locked in in the in this hornet's nest of of the virus outbreak. Like, why would I do that? I'd be like, I'm just going to coast, and then I'll wait until you know, hopefully we get the vaccinations and things are a little bit more open and things are a little bit more tame. I'll wait until next season. That's how I would feel as a player, and I think a lot of players are kind of feeling that. Like, hasn't um, who's the guy in Portland? Is it Lillard? Um, Damian Lillard out there? Yeah. He's been one, and then the other one that I wanted to talk about is Kyrie Irving, who's come out and basically was like, you know, he's he's against it, but Kyrie is just, um, he's a tortured soul, Sam. He's had it so rough in his life, you know, that, that championship he won in Cleveland, it was just, it ate, it ate at him. Um, this whole, the idea of gravity eats at him, as, as we've talked about oh on the show. Oh, goodness, man. Yeah, he goes to Boston to be the guy, and eh, he just can't be the guy. That's too hard for him. He's making, you know, eight figures. It's just not enough for him. So he goes to Brooklyn, um, and uh, and that's too hard for him, too. And then the idea of playing basketball now is too hard for him. So he's he wants to start his own league now. So why don't you talk about Kyrie? Because I know, like... I know, I know you love your, yourself some Kyrie. So why don't you? Uh... I love, I love Kyrie, man. Um, and I don't always agree with everything Kyrie does, but you know, I think, you know, you, you the media jumps all over Kyrie any chance they get because it's like, oh, can we put another Kyrie headline? Second off, he didn't say that. All of the guys that were in that group chat have said like that's not even true. He didn't even say that he wants to start his own league. Or anything like that. Um, so, 
people don't ever talk about the good stuff with Kyrie. They don't talk about how he's made his shoes affordable, you know, so that, you know, younger people, you know, inner city kids can buy them. He's the only guy with the signature shoe that, you know, on Nike that is under $90 to buy. Um, everywhere he's gone, he's done a bunch of stuff for the community. I think, plus Kyrie's, he's not even going to play. Like, so I don't know why they're asking him, you know, his thing about, you know, he's not going to play. He's injured. He's not going to come back for this little whoa, time. Whoa, 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 wait a second. You're telling me Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Are we talking about the same Kyrie Irving? He's injured? Are you telling yeah, me bro. that Kyrie? He's been injured. He's been injured. I know. He's always injured, brother. He's Man, injured. whatever. I'm not, you're not going to get that out of me, bro. I'm a Kyrie guy. It's the only, only um, basketball shoe I will buy these days. Oh, is that right? And yeah, man. Take a stance. I'll tell you, man, I'm always with Kyrie. He's a dookie, and I think he's – I think the media is always twist his words, man. I'm looking at these uh, – so I'm on ESPN right now. Um, you know, they have a 100-page plan. It, it, but, the, it, you know, all this stuff, like all this stuff was agreed to by the NBA um, Players Association and stuff before the cases started spiking. And that's my concern because obviously we want sports back. Um, you know, as much as possible. And the reality is like, you know, the coronavirus, I know there's just by demographics, um, probably a third of our audience, uh, would fall into the category that they think the whole thing is BS, maybe even more than that, because we also skew younger. Um, but the deal is like, once a player that plays is testing positive, it's going to it's going to screw with everything, this whole thing, right? And they're, they're going to be, like, over the top in testing and, and, you know, taking the temperature checks and all that stuff. But the NBA, unlike the, like, the Korean Baseball League and all, you know, this maybe it's it's a little bit closer to the this, uh, soccer leagues that are opening up in Europe and all that. But the NBA, I mean, it's body on body, sweat on sweat. I mean, there's just no getting away from that. So I would say that the, N and the NBA and the NFL in terms of, like, one case – turning into like 20 cases pretty quickly those two sports are the ones that are going to be most likely so you know i just i feel like i feel like there's going to be a complication in the next couple of weeks and this is just me me guessing but they have to be concerned by what's going on um and i would be more concerned if i was the players association at the governor basically saying we're not going to do squat we're, we're moving forward because that i mean that tells you that it's not likely to get better. It's likely to get statistically, it's like likely to get a lot worse in terms of infections. But you know, these NBA players, and NFL players, they're so fit and healthy. I doubt anything's really going to impact them that much, but it's still, it's still a problem, man. It's still a problem. It is a problem. But I mean, if they, if they go to the grocery store, it's a pro I mean, yeah. like, like if they stay in LA and they don't play a season, they go to the grocery store. They, you know, yeah. you're subjecting yourself to it. If LeBron James wants to play, then the NBA season is gonna is 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 gonna continue. Um, he's, you know, these older guys, you know, these guys that are down. This is another year. Like if they, if they don't have a year, he's not competing for a championship. Yeah, this was just a wasted year for him, like in a legacy thing mm -hmm. or you know, anything like that. So um, I think some of the things I saw were pretty dumb in that report where it was like, guys, you know, if they play cards, they have to be six feet away from each other. It's like, yeah, but then they're going to be on the court. And, like, they're and they're all touching the cards. Yeah, the so I don't, you know, well, the, the deck is going to be removed after 
that they'll have enough decks on thing for uh, new games every time with new decks. But <laughs> yo, that's for real. That's in the uh, thing. It's like a deck will be replaced every game. It's like um, Vegas. It's like Vegas in the blackjack. Yeah, thing, but have... I don't get it because then. So you're going to basically just be playing with your teammates there, okay? But then you're going to go out on the court, you know. So we want you to stay six feet away from your teammates yeah. on, on like, off days. But then we're going to go on the court and everyone's going to be rubbing up against each other. Yeah, so right. I think that's dumb. I think if everyone and they can contain it as much as possible, it's just the same with everybody else that has to work right now. Um, some some – ways of working are more idealistic for others but we have people that are working at target we have people that are working at grocery stores we have people that are working at places they're all subject to this you know we can't just say all right everything is just you know and and at some point every time you leave or every time they go to work or whatever they're subjecting themselves to it and unfortunately that's just the way it is right now and um that's a billion billion dollar you know industry they can't just be like all right like you know until we get it down to where there's absolutely zero percent chance anybody can catch anything we we, you can't just not do anything because that's just never going to be a possibility well my my thinking is if if i'm the nba um and maybe they're they're doing this in fact i would have to think that they are doing this um and i would think that all sports leagues outside of major league baseball which seems really content to to get rid of the the limited fans that they have um but if you're the nba if the nfl i think you got to be looking at especially the nba at this point i think you got to be looking at a backup contingency plan right now for another city and I agree, like, I think the season will go and all that stuff. But what I'm concerned with is, will the, the Players Association of the NBA, if things get bad, like, let's say that, um, because right now, what, the state of Florida was at 2,800 cases yesterday, um, as of the time of this recording, uh, which is, what what is today, Sam, Wednesday? Um, so they're at 2,800 cases. Let's say the double rate. Let's say they get to 5,600 cases reported um, early next week. So it's like a four-day double rate. Um, and then you get to, what is that? 11,200 cases in 10 days at that point. I mean, I mean, you know how this business works at that point, the players association is going to be like, whoa, okay. Is Orlando really the place for this? So behind the scenes, they have to be looking at another place. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But where nobody's going in the hotels right now. Like, so once they get everyone there, the only people coming in and out are people. So you're not, you know, if players go out, they're going to go out there. They're going to go out anywhere. You know, they're mm-hmm. not supposed to, and they're going to have the snitch line, you know, basically. And if I'm a player, I'm not leaving because everyone's got a cell phone. Everyone's got, you know, something where they could put them at, you know, you know, city right. walk, you know, um, at, you know, at yeah, 11 right. o'clock at night on a Thursday like that, that would just be dumb. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to happen, though. Everyone, <laughs> It's going to happen. Well, yeah, and those guys are dumb. But regardless of where you go, though, that could happen. Like, at least with Disney, everything is locked down, and it's mm-hmm. a big enough thing to accommodate all the That teams. is true. Where else can they go? There's nowhere else they can do this at. The, the like, truth is, like, Disney, um, I don't even know if this is the case anymore, but if you're not, if you're unfamiliar with how we were talking about sprawling cities, how sprawling Disney is, I mean, they own, like, half of 
Orlando, basically. Um, yeah, and they were their it's own. Huge. They were. They might still be, but at some point, they were their own municipality. Like they had their own police. They had their own uh, utilities. Like all this stuff. And <laughs> like it, what you're saying is true. I mean, you can basically isolate all of all of them easily um, in hotels and and basically give them like a stretch of community that's as big as like a like a um how do i say that like inner city city like um right. like you know you think of like chicago for example like chicago's a big city but you think about like lincoln park that's like a bunch of blocks of it that's how big like right. this disney community can be it can be like its own city within a city like lincoln park or um or you think about uh new york i wouldn't say it's like brooklyn but you think about like midtown like you could have a, an area that big in Disney of, of Midtown in terms of square footage. So you can really keep them isolated. But I'm just thinking about like optics. Like if I'm silver, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm sure he is again. Like, you know, who the heck knows? I'm sure he is. But I'm on the phone with the Players Association every day. And silver, I think, is probably the best of the commissioners when it comes to relationship with the Players Association and, and knowing kind of what's going on in their heads and trying to, you know, really be a, a player's commissioner, which I think is the new way to be a commissioner, by the way. The MLB is is pathetic, Sam. It is pathetic in no, what they're, they're doing awful. right now. I read um, Eric, uh, Eric, the baseball llama who helps me with the fantasy baseball book, sent me a um, uh, a tweet um, from, you know, one of the, the connected baseball reporters, like Rosenthal or something like that. And it said that anywhere from six to eight Major League Baseball owners don't want a season. They do not want a season. What in the world? <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of insurance they can cash out or something, um, and that's probably why. Probably, you're right. You know, um, right. there's probably some sort of loophole in there that says, like, listen, like, you'll recoup all your money, basically, you know, if there's, you know, because there's a bunch of, like, insurance loopholes that actually have, like, pandemics and stuff written Uh in the bylaws there you you know Um, that's uh, that's the bankrupt special right 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 (laughs) i mean that's basically what it is it's like oh okay well you know what there's a pandemic so you know it's uh, probably easier for a team like you you know a real crappy team that's not going to do anything like Mm. the reds like you know what are they it's easier for them to be like all right like let's just Start this over next year. You know yeah. we haven't even started. Like actually, well. the, believe it or not, Sam, the Reds were supposed to be like like a division <laughs> I, winner this. I know you just pulled really? one out. Yeah, I know. Like I pulled it out. I just I thought the red the Reds haven't been good for a long time. So yeah, I, they, and they haven't. But that's that's the funny thing. Like with the MLB, if you can get a reasonable general manager, like the new rules that they have in place are interesting, and in how they um they kind of reward you for being bad. Because there's like these competitive balance things for years and years, like you couldn't even trade a draft pick. So like if you were, um, like think about it, like if you were one of these teams, let's take the Orioles, who I who I root for and who are usually bad. Um, the reason like these Orioles like they'll pop up and they'll make the playoffs like once a decade or something like that is even a bad general manager will get so many draft picks <laughs> that you eventually get there. And, and so the Reds made some moves um, in the bullpen. Like Eric is, is better at baseball. I'm a football guy, but they made some moves um, um, in the bullpen and, and they added some bats and everything. They're actually supposed to compete that combined with some of these others like Milwaukee is generally a small market team. They lost a lot of their pitching. Um, so they still have a decent offense, but they have no pitching. So there's the big question. The Cubs have been kind of like they're getting older. So these teams, like the Royals, when they won the World Series, they won this run. 
they had so many draft picks because of this competitive balance stuff and they hit on their draft picks and they went on a run for a couple of years and were a big threat. That's what we got with the Astros, um, you know, minus the cheating, of course, but um, the Astros did that and they did a fa- fantastic job. And uh, the Orioles are in the midst of getting all these picks now, but they keep blowing them. So it's kind of funny. They, they, they are just awful. The Orioles are awful. I root for the worst teams, the, roost, the worst <laughs> teams in every league, like the Magic, awful. Um, the Orioles awful. The Redskins are so bad and run so poorly that I don't even root for them anymore. Um, well, the Capitals. I root for the Capitals in the NHL, so they, you know they're pretty good, I guess. Anyway, ah, yeah, I don't really have any NFL news. I'm looking today. Uh, the Buccaneers. I'm looking at NFL.com here. Buccaneers unveil first look at Tom Brady. Oh uniform. yeah, man, crazy. Uh, the silver fox there. Uh, let's see here. Waller believes Raiders could have top five offense. I actually kind of agree with that. People are sleeping on the Raiders this year. Kaepernick. Oh, that's another thing. Okay. Uh, that, here's how we will wrap up the show. Um, we touched on this again last night in our conversation. So Kaepernick, um, all these teams now are like, oh, you know, maybe we should assign Cap because like of all the, the racial stuff going on in the country, very serious racial stuff going on in the country. Um, oh, maybe we should assign Kaepernick. Okay, where were you three years ago when you could assign Kaepernick? Now you're saying it? Like it's bugging me because now the best thing for these teams in terms of PR is to show solidarity with you know, with the movement that we're seeing in, um, in the world. Well, where were you three years ago? I mean, I guess better late than never, Sam, don't get me wrong, but okay. Um, you could have, you could have made this stand years ago. You know, you could have been more supportive of your players that were calling out and asking, you know, for people to take a serious look at this years ago. Right. And now because like of all the massive, you know, protests that we're getting now, you're like, Oh, you know, maybe I can sign Colin Kaepernick to me. It seems like disingenuous, that these teams are saying that, especially like the Seahawks, like Carol's like, maybe we should assign Ka- Kaepernick. And we've talked about Kaepernick a lot, a lot on the show. Um, well, well, you had your opportunity year after year to sign right. Kaepernick and he'd be a great fit to be a backup for Russell Wilson. Um, right. You know, and the Ravens, I'm going to let them off the hook completely because uh, Kaepernick's girlfriend came out and, you know, called the Ravens owner, like a slave owner and basically yeah. was very, um, said some very nasty things about Ray Lewis. <laughs> so, I mean, the yeah. day the day that they were going to sign him, like seriously, yeah. like they were offering up a contract and then all this stuff comes out from his girlfriend. Well, the Ravens all let them off the hook. The other 31 teams that are like, oh, you know, maybe we should, you should have, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Okay. Um, but you should have made that point three years ago instead of running away from the issue like they did. But anyway, what do you think about that, man? I totally agree, and it's just funny because, you know, they were worried about PR and sponsors, you know, at that time Mm -hmm. when that was going on. Well, now the right thing to do is to to give this guy a look, you know. um, Unfortunately, he hasn't played football in over three years. Um, Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if a team, you know, signs him. Um, and I, think I don't know if roster. that's for, I don't know if that's going to be for the right move or if he's going to be like, listen, I mean, I don't, you know, is this just a show like, you know, a show thing or, mm. you know, because then, yeah, you do bring him in and then you do get all that extra publicity for the good, mm-hmm. but then people are going to be like, well, is he going to play? Is he going to play is now, is he not going to play because either he's not good enough to be the starting quarterback right. Or was it just a publicity stunt to bring him in? And then you're dealing with that whole thing. 
So it's really, you know, the whole thing has been botched. I have no, you know, I have no, um, no reason to believe that he was not blackballed. Oh, yeah, um, I think he was, he was absolutely was. blackballed. Um, I know that there were people saying, don't sign him, don't sign him, don't sign him. Um, and yeah, I'm just like what you're saying. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. And now it's a little tough. So, you know. Right. And, you know, when we've talked on the show before, I've said I've said three things and I've kind of maintained this this stance the whole time. First of all, your First Amendment, everybody wants to talk about Second Amendment, right? You know, your your Second Amendment, your right to bear arms and all that stuff. That's a hot button issue. Well, your First Amendment right of freedom of speech, you have the right to make this protest. OK, um, and right. it's a silent, peaceful protest, if, whether your opinion is. You know, here's a, and here's another thing is like the people that are talking about, you know, the flag and the respect and all that stuff. I'm not going to, you know, we could, we could talk about this for a half hour. Um, so I'm going to try to be, and we have, um, so I'm going to try to be quick about this. I, I respect your opinion if you're in that, um, you know, if, if you feel like you should never do that because of veterans and so on and so forth. What I will say is Sam and I were good friends, very good friends with two veterans. We've talked to them about it. And um, Gooch, who was an officer, um, so high up in the military before he retired, um, said, look, you know, I've been over and I've said this in recent weeks. I've been over in places that did not have a First Amendment right. I've been to places where people could be killed, literally killed for making this. And it gives me pride when I see people exercising their First Amendment right. So, look, I'm not a veteran. I didn't fight. Okay, Sam, you're not a veteran. You didn't fight. So to some degree, I feel like people like you and me who aren't in the military, we've had family members, you know, I'm sure most of our grandfathers at our generation fought in World War II. Both of mine did. Um, But we didn't. And so I feel like it's a little disingenuous for me to say like, oh, you know, yeah, you're disrespecting veterans. Well, I'm not a veteran, so I can't speak for veterans, right? So I speak to the ones that I know, and the ones that I know aren't really up in arms about this, and I know others aren't. And maybe that's a minority. I don't know. But that's one thing. But you do have the right to do this. The NFL as an organization has the right to say, you know what, this is bad for business. I don't know if this is the right thing for my thing. So they have that right as well. So I don't think that there, that it comes down to that. So this, the next thing I always go to is, um, and we were talking about this last night, Sam, Tim Tebow. <clears throat> Tim Tebow is a distraction, and he's not that good of a passer, Right. And so I always say the Kaepernick thing, and I do this also strategically because, you know, the people that don't like the kneeling of the national anthem, they love themselves in Tebow. You know, they love themselves in oh, yeah. Tebow, right? And I yep. do this, I do this tactically. I'm like, it's the same thing for me when I'm looking at this as a business. I don't want Tim Tebow on my team because he's a distraction. He's a backup quarterback. He's not that good of a passer. And Kaepernick, I think it was a very fair thing to ask of the Seahawks and the Ravens and all these things three years ago is saying, look, are you doing this to, on your, for your platform for protesting? Is your main motivation here to be, you know, somebody who protests or are you going to be all in and are you going to be a football person? Um, I think that's, that was a fair question to ask. And I think that's a fair thing to say, well, if you're, if your main motivation here is to give your voice, you know, more juice um, on 16 Sundays a season, maybe more if you make the playoffs, then maybe I'm going to go with Robert Griffin III, who has a similar skill set, and who's going to be a little bit more quiet about these things. That's a fair thing as a business owner to think about when you're talking about like, hey, 
you know, these corporate boxes, I might, my organization might lose $5 million this year if I sign this guy. Um, so I think that's a fair question to ask. However, I've always felt like all along that um, Kaepernick has NFL ability, more NFL ability than Tim Tebow. Um, he has the physical ability to be on a roster. And the reason he's not on a roster, <clears throat> I think primarily was because the NFL owners didn't like the optics of the protesting. For me, if I didn't sign him, the, it wouldn't be the protesting. It would be the distraction. I don't want my starting quarterback to have to answer questions about the backup quarterback you know, doing something on the field. It's a distraction. I don't love the distraction. Well, now everybody wants the distraction. And I think the incentive is there for teams to do it. And I think everybody, Sam, my, my real kind of where I come down on this, everybody saw what Nike did. Nike did the bold thing, in my opinion, the right thing. And they gave him sponsorship, Kaepernick. You know, all these morons went out there and said Nike's business is going to go down. By the way, Nike Watch, we used to do that show, Nike Watch on the business. Uh, they're still doing well. Nike is still in business, Sam, with Colin Kaepernick. He's sponsoring Colin Kaepernick. So I think teams now are starting to say, hmm, we, there's an opportunity here for marketing. There's an opportunity here for dollars, and Nike has proven that business model. I, I, think, I think all of this talk out here is, you know, from the owners who are so against it, They've done a 180 in the last two years. All these old farts, give me a break. They see dollar signs. And um, that that's what annoys me about it. But Kaepernick, you know, if he ends up on a roster, I think it'll be a good thing for society if he does. So I'm kind of rooting for him to get back there. I just think that the motivation behind it is complete BS, in my opinion. Right, yeah. It's just, you know, three years too late, you know, or yeah. even two years too late. You know, it's just, it's, it's, I don't want to say too late because that sounds bad. Um, but I mean, it's just three years behind later than it should have been. Yeah. Later than it should have been. Yeah. That sounds much better. Yeah. And and like I said, better late than never. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful, you know, that the protests are opening eyes. Um, and you know, we are starting to see actual more like legitimate reform and all that stuff. And, um, and that's a good thing, but you know, I, we were talking last night. If I was, if I had the talent um, to be in the NFL, I would have, I would have knelt with Kaepernick because I believed that there was an issue. Now, I would have talked. You know, certainly would have had some conversations with the people in my inner circle and everything, the people that were in the military and all that. Um, maybe my thing would have been more like what Aaron Rodgers did with the locking arms and that kind of stuff to show kind of solidarity. Right. Um, maybe it wouldn't have been in the. I don't know where it would have landed, but I would have shown some kind of solidarity. Um, and now, like, I'm seeing, like, all these players, like, we're like, you know, they've kind of, you know, the optics of where we are as a country, they're coming out and they're like, hey, you know, I, they recognize the issue. And it's good that they recognize the issue. But I'm a little bitter, I guess, with society that it's taken as long as it has with a lot of these folks. Um, you know, to me, it's it, it, screw the sponsors, do the right thing is my mentality. That's kind of how I raised, um, how I was raised and all that. But uh, I guess, you know, then again, it's easy for me to say when I'm making, you know, seven figures, eight figures to hawk right. yogurt, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not, yeah, exactly. I'm not an Oiko sponsor. I'm not a Penn's oil sponsor or whatever. So it's easy for me to say that when I'm not actually staring that, that cash in the face. But, uh, you know, this country, man, it's, it's a mess, isn't it? Yeah, bro. I mean, no, the good thing is that it can only, it can only get better. We hope so. Um, I will say that I don't think it could get much worse here. I do agree yeah. with that, and that's a sad thing to say in what is supposed to be the greatest country in the world, um, but I don't think it can get much worse, but I also don't know how much worse we are than other countries. Like, 
You know, right. I, I think we've talked about on the show before. I think that the problem is social media, the social media atmosphere. It's the instant news. It's people who aren't reporters pretending like they're reporters. It's people calling real news. Now, look, CNN is slanted liberal. Fox is slanted conservative. But when both of them are taking shots at the other as being bad reporters. I mean, somewhere somewhere in the last 30 years, news stopped being about the news and it started being about entertainment. And now everybody's attacking these different news sources um, as being like fake news on both sides. This isn't like a Trump. Right. It's, the, the famous thing is Trump and fake news and Republican and all that. Both sides are attacking both sides. Um, that's why I make it a point, like I say in the show, to read CNN and Fox News every day just to try to capture the different stories and everything but it's a mess man because people don't want news people want reports that fall in line with what they agree with and our sense as a culture and a community to um to get outside of ourselves like the whole like wearing a mask thing for this coronavirus everybody still thinks that wearing the mask is about keeping themselves healthy right it's not about that. It's about keeping the community and keeping the, the vulnerable healthy. Like if you go to the grocery store, you're like, ah, you know, I'm sure if I get the coronavirus, I can beat it. Uh, okay. First of all, I mean, okay, if you're going to make that choice, I don't think that's the wisest thing in the world. But it's not about whether or not you get sick. It's whether or not you're asymptomatic and can get other people sick. So that, that lack of community, and I do think it is a global issue. But it's really prevalent here because everything is so in-your-face and so current here. Ugh, it makes me want to vomit. It really does. Yeah, bro. We got to get better. I don't know. I don't know how we do it. I, I've started thinking that, like, um, even though, like, my whole business is built on the Internet, maybe the right thing to do back in the early 90s would have been to regulate the Internet in some fashion. Um, because, uh, what a mess this is. What a mess. What a mess, man. Like everybody and, – and it's funny because like everybody wants to attack freedom of speech, right? Like I think racism is disgusting. It's disgusting. It makes my skin crawl. But it is a freedom of speech. Like you do have the right to do it. And so like I have these arguments with my friends who slant liberal. They're like, oh, they should make that illegal, put you in prison. Okay. Well, once you start putting a law like that in place, then that makes it easy for, okay, maybe some kind of – you know, more, let's say somebody you disagree with, maybe they can say, hey, maybe you shouldn't be able to criticize the president for doing X, Y, or Z. Maybe that should be illegal. And you should. It's a very slippery slope once you start outlawing different things to say. So it's almost becomes a community issue of like, you know, you start to see corporations firing people for, you know, nasty things that, you know, teams cutting players because of things their wives are saying. Is that fair? No, but there has to be some kind of policing. And I don't know that we as a government can really do that. But it's funny, like every side wants to limit the other side's freedom of speech. I mean, it's right. the First Amendment. And so, like, if you're if you're liberal and you hate racism as I do, I'm against anything that limits somebody's ability to spread hate speech because it is a freedom of speech issue and it becomes a slippery slope. And then they can come back after things I want to say, and you know, then you want you know you want to make it illegal or whatever or big consequences for somebody to kneel during the national anthem. I'm completely against that. It's a freedom of speech. It's infringement on rights. You can't do that. So it's, I mean, it's just, it's bad. And to me, it's, it's, it's everybody. It's no one side or the other. It's, I think everybody's kind of missing the lead here. Um, bearing the lead point is like, we, we have to, we have to be a community 
and we have to give and take from people and we're right. just not <sighs> it's it's sad man this is why we need sports back so i can be distracted because right. i can't i can't get out of my head about this stuff it's it's bugging me it's bothering me a lot well how it's hard because it just seems it seems like you know it seems like stuff that's so um so common sense yeah is mm-hmm. not so common so you start to think like well maybe i'm the one that's fucked up in my thinking yeah. not fucked up but like sorry actually yeah, whatever. um maybe you know am i crazy like like i just see these things as so crystal clear i know like on like how like how do you treat people like how does it make you feel like to treat people and i'm like i mean I would like to think I'm not in the minority there, but I, I mean, maybe it kind of feels am. like it, right? You know, yeah. Like if I, if you know, where I'm like people that just can't see past like a certain thing, you know, even the political parties, just to be like, all right, you're either this or you're this, and it's like you can like you can be both. <laughs> you can feel like all right, maybe my views like on certain like government things fall in this line, but maybe my you know, humanitarian, like, mm-hmm. feelings, like, fall in this line. Like, I feel like the political parties are such a, you know, they separate people so much. And, you know, I feel like that's where we're starting to see, you know, because I think people that are just blindly Republican can't also just be like, no, like, the dude in here is this he's not good for our country. Like, he's just not good. You divisive. Know, a divisive. A divisive country is not a strong country. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, why we can't see that as, like, all right, we all want to claim America is, like, the best country and all this. Well, we're only as strong as we are together. Like, I don't understand. And you're always going to have some divisiveness mm-hmm. just because we're, we're humans. But to have it be like this, you know, such a line in the sand is we're either a team. you are – yeah, and it's just it's tough, man. Like I don't know. It's it's really daunting when you sit back and think about it and you and when just you, gotta go when for you a see walk, like <clears throat> like when you see it's crazy how, how often or how quickly things get um politicized. Like I'm sorry if you see a, a I don't care, like even take race out of it. I mean, let's let's say it was a, a black police officer putting his neck on a white guy, right? Mm-hmm. And watching this guy get strangled over seven minutes. You know? I mean you see that, and the real the the truth is, some people see that, and maybe a bigger percentage than I was willing to admit a few years ago. Some people see that and they say, "Well, he had it coming." You know, like the mm-hmm. guy, the uh, Floyd who passed away, uh, he had mm-hmm. it coming. Like some people honestly believe that, right? And I just cannot believe that anybody could see that and see and, and look i mean these protests what is that it's 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 a community that is hurt you know and it's just like it, the outcry it's just they're they're so hurt and they're saying like you know why why does this continue to happen like and and then i'll go on like facebook like my um the facebook account and i'll see like everybody like will post these stats and the stats are are either fake or they don't make any sense Right. Right. And and people will see that. And what I'm also kind of discovering is not a lot of people understand math. I mean, I mean right. it, that's the truth. And I'm not like being like a, a turd about it. But like when I see somebody post a stat that is true but obviously misleading and then uh-huh. like there's like 10 comments and thumbs up and all these things for somebody posting the stat. It's like, look, if there are <laughs> – 
I mean, it's just like, how do you do this? Okay, so um, last night I was reading an article about how, you know, the task force, the White House task force is saying, uh, you know, coronavirus is, is basically defeated. It's running rampant in a few states. 18 <laughs> states, the cases are up. And they're saying like, you know, you know, they're saying things like, you know, oh, well, it's because of the testing. Well, you can look and you can you can basically parse out the effect of the, the virus. Is it because of the tests are, um, are there or is it the infection rate of the tests? You know, you have to look at those things and they're not looking at them. And so we, <clears throat> we're we in a society where literally, like this isn't a literal thing, but <clears throat> you can say, you know, somebody can come out and, and you know, if you're a Republican or a Democrat – you can come out and you can say, and I and I, I say either side. They can come out and say the sky's green, and thirty five percent of that base will be like, yeah, you know what, it is green. And you can look at them. You can say, look, it's freaking blue. What are you <laughs> talking about? It's green. Well, no, no, no. It, it it looks a little green to me now. You're how, like how can you have a discussion with these people? <laughs> it's not possible. If you can look at the sky and tell me that it's green when it's obviously blue, how can you talk to these people? And that's the society we're living in, both sides of the aisle. It's not one or the other. Mm -hmm. And this us versus them crap that all of the politicians do is garbage. The only thing that I can think of that maybe could make a positive impact is really kind of leaning into the um, term limits the politicians term limits right and maybe get some of this old guard out there and and create a cycle where we start getting more servers or servants because the idea of government you know a lot of these people are seeking power and seeking authority but government is a servant based position it's part of the reason I don't want to be in government yeah it's to be, it's right. to be effective like well to be effective right. now you got to lie but it's it's a servant based job and yeah People that people that get those jobs now, they're not they don't want to be servants. You gotta serve the right. whole community. We're a team. And if if even if you can't it's it's small incremental wins for everybody helps the collective. Right. You know? It, coronavirus, if we took this if we took this seriously in January, the economy would be back open again, completely, everywhere. But we had to politicize it. You know, we had to we had to come out with more us versus them crap. Both sides. If we could have just taken it seriously in January, it wouldn't be any big deal. I live in Illinois. I said this last night. I live in Illinois. Illinois cases, the state of Illinois, compares about almost on a one-to-one -one basis in terms of cases and deaths to Germany. The entire country of Germany, one state, Illinois. And New York has more cases and more deaths than Germany. This is the country you live in. Get it together. Yeah, man. Get together, baby. Get together. Anyway, I'm not putting that on YouTube. Well, I love the rant. <laughs> I can't. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I just, I it breaks my heart, man. It really does. It's breaking my heart. I know, bro. I know, bro. It makes, it makes me so sad. And I just, I, I can't think about it anymore. I need support. Yeah, I got you. Same. Well, anyway, I'm going to end the episode there. All right, brother. All right. Hey, everybody out there, be good. Be good. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Let's learn from each other and work as a community. We're a team. This country's a team, baby. Be good. Be good. Be good. Welcome, to, Welcome the to the podcast. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, who they be.
sports in real life. They got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports and Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And the build the NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are holy. Sam and Sean, too, they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are holy.